0: Hey hey! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number two thirty nine, and today I'm going to share with you five tips to reduce failure and model what works. And this is kind of like a success hack because uh, all of the all of the data is really at our disposal, and we can look through this, and I'm going to share with you exactly how we can do this, all right? Now, let me remind you that the show notes and the transcripts to this episode can be found at TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 239. Again, that's TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 239, show notes, links, and transcripts, they're all gonna be there for you uh, when you wanna go over and check those out if, uh, if you wanna download them, they're there for you. The other thing I wanna remind you guys real quick before we dive into these five tips, is the workshop. I do a live private label workshop where I walk you through the five phases uh, to get started to really launch your first product. And I answer live QA there as well. So if you're new or maybe you've been a long time listener and you just haven't had time to attend one, definitely come on over and hang out with us. Uh, you can register for an upcoming workshop by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. Again, that's theamazingseller.com forward slash workshop. All right. And I mean, I just have to say, I mean, you guys submitting all of your questions and, you know, responding on the blog and, you know, the Facebook group, I just wanted to say again, thank you guys so much. I really appreciate all of the feedback and also all of the help that you're giving inside of the Facebook group because, uh, you know, you guys are in there helping each other as well. And I really love seeing that because, again, when I started this thing, it wasn't just about me learning through this process, but it was about helping and, and really connecting other people, so I just want to say thank you for that, and uh, definitely, definitely, uh, you've made that community what it is, and I really, really do appreciate it, so thank you. All right, so let's uh, let's dive in here, all right, let's uh, talk about these five tips to reduce failure and model what works. Now, I get this question, I don't want to say I get it like a ton, but I have gotten it quite a few times, okay, okay? And, you know, it's one of those things that we always, you know, as, you know, just as human beings, like we want to come up with something like really great, right? Like I've got the next idea, right? I've got the next Facebook idea or the next social platform, right? Or something, right? Like, wouldn't it be amazing to create this this um, this awesome product, right? And I get it, right? And I think that before we jump into this stuff too, by the way, uh, I think that we should have like a little list, or a little list, a notepad or something that we can write down our ideas of something that might just pop into your head. Maybe you're having a problem with this certain device and it would be awesome if there was something that could solve that problem. I think that's a great thing to have, but I don't think that we should necessarily go after something that's brand new that we don't have any you know, any, uh, you know, data on if we, you know, if we're going to start something from scratch, we want to be able to have at least a little bit of Intel into the marketplace. And we want to be able to, to see if we can, you know, start selling something similar to a similar audience, all right, and that's really what it comes down to, so when people come to me and they say, Scott, I've got this great new invention, and no one is selling it on Amazon right now, I think that's awesome that you're thinking like that, but in the same breath, it's it's risky because you don't have any proven track record of a product currently selling to a market, if you guys... Don't watch Shark Tank. You should. Uh, I love that show, uh, but they're always talking about like, all right, show us the numbers. Like, show us, you know, how many people actually bought the product. Well, why are they saying that? Because if you've had that thing out there in the marketplace for a year and you've only had, you know, ten thousand dollars worth of sales and you've only sold, let's say, you know, a thousand units, that sounds great, but for a year and actively out there promoting it, it's not that great. And that's what they look at. So they're almost looking at it like. Has the market said that they want this? If they had, good. If not, we don't want to touch it. Um, And so for us, being able to use what I'm going to share with you here today to use kind of like other businesses that have already launched products that are similar to the ones that we want to launch, to be able to use that and then also see uh, you know, a customer flow or a sales funnel, however you want to phrase it, but to, to be able to see how they're doing it and being able to model what they're doing, to me, is what we should be doing. OK, because I'm not saying go out there and directly rip off something. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying go out there and see a sales cycle, even if even if it's not the sales funnel or the sales process that you're going to use. It's great to see just as a lesson on how, you know, companies are. Are basically getting people from point A to point B through the buying cycle. I'm going to give you a couple examples, even here local um, that I've been paying attention to because I'm always on the look for good marketing. I'm always good. I, I'm always on kind of on the look at good, uh, you know, sales processes and stuff like that, right? So I'm always paying attention. And I think you should too. Um, but let's uh, let's kind of dive in now to uh, kind of how we can go down this path. All right, and just some things that you can do to really understand this process, but then. Learn learn from the process uh, in return. Okay. So number one, okay, number one, I'm holding my number my finger up as like number one, <laughs> the number one thing that we have at our disposal is Amazon.com, right? So whether you were gonna sell a product on Amazon or not, you should be using that as data, right? Period. Like end end of story, end of podcast. Go to Amazon, see what's selling, and uh, you know, get a good idea of what the market wants. Like that's just That's common sense, right? eBay, same thing. You can go to eBay. You can see things that have already currently sold. You can search by that filter and say, you know, you only want to see the ones that have sold in in the past 90 days, and then you can see that data. Like, that data is like crazy, right? Like, years ago, how would we know if our competitor was actually selling stuff? We'd have to actually have someone on the inside tell us, right? We wouldn't have this publicly known, but we have this data, so why not use that uh, to help us, you know, figure out. A product or a market that we want to start to sell, but again, we also can see how they've already went through some testing, maybe to really create a, a really good uh, sales process and, and a sales funnel in a sense. Okay, so again, I go back to invention versus improving what's already selling. Like, which one's the better option, especially when you're first starting? Like, to me, improve what's already selling, right? This way here, we can see, we can see already the path that they've already went down, probably money that has been spent, and again, you can even model this off of a product that's not exactly yours. Like, you can just see, you know, kind of like how they are taking people through the buying cycle. I always go back to kind of like looking at like uh, uh, GoDaddy.com. If you've ever went there and bought a domain name, you know, they are great at 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 upsells and, and kind of like you know getting you to buy more in your shopping cart by things that you actually genuinely need because it's related to what you just purchased. Like that stuff is like priceless. So you need to pay attention to that process, you can learn a lot from that. Um, Vista print that's another one. Um, you buy a postcard there or a business card, then it's gonna all of a sudden start taking you down the path of all of these other things that you could potentially be interested in. Okay. So we're learning through that process by seeing what they've put in front and kind of how they've structured it um, so we can learn from that. Doesn't mean you're going to copy it, just means that we can model what's already working. All right. So number one is Amazon. Obviously, we want to go there and we want to see if those numbers on Amazon uh, are if if they're selling a product that's similar. Okay, And then we can kind of say, oh, yes, the market does want this. Cool. All right. Now, I did a uh, podcast episode uh, back on uh, episode 189, and it was how to validate the numbers uh, and the demand on Amazon, because here's the deal, right? There's people out there like us that are doing promotions to get our our uh, our items ranked and get our items, you know, with reviews and uh, and kind of get the ball rolling, right? So if we look at just the the sales that we might look at in Jungle Scout. It might look good on the surface but until we drill down we don't really know if those are actual. So we want to make sure that we can kind of validate and vet out the you know the good numbers and the bad numbers so we can make sure that we're we're seeing uh the 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 true numbers. Okay. And I did a whole episode on that. I even have a video on that episode, uh episode 189 where I walk you through kind of my process to to really make sure that those numbers are as close to being uh, you know, right as possible or, you know, correct as possible. So that's that's definitely something you should definitely check out if you haven't done so. That's episode 189, the amazing seller.com forward slash 189 or go to the the uh the show notes page to this episode, which is 239, and uh, I'll have that linked up for you there as well, all right? Now, the other thing that I should mention is Amazon allows us to see the reviews, so this way here, we can make a better product, right? So it's pure gold for us to hear in people's words that have purchased the product of what they liked and what they didn't like. We can craft our messages by, or our messaging in our copy, our ad copy, by using what people are saying they like and what they don't like, right? Now, again, let's forget about selling on Amazon for a second. This is data that is great, even if you're selling on your own website, on an, on your own e-commerce store, and let's say that you don't, you aren't selling on Amazon, which you should be, but if you're not, you can still use this data to help you make a better product and sell more product on your own website, all right? So that's Really, really critical to understand that, all right? So the the reviews, do not ignore them. Pay attention to those, dig into those, spend some time on there, carve out some time to go through the reviews of your competitors and see what what people are complaining about, what people are really enjoying, and just get to understand that market. That is huge, okay, so everything is right there, all right, so now let's get into these, these tips, I didn't even give you the tips yet, I just kind of gave you like the, the tip of the iceberg here, right, so I'm going to give you those five these five things that you can do um, that I'm currently doing um, and I'm always kind of doing, even subliminally, uh, kind of doing this stuff because I'm always paying attention, I'm going to share a couple examples of what I just recently did uh, and that I'm paying attention to that kind of makes me say like, okay, this this is this is cool. They're doing some good marketing. This makes sense. They're they're smart. Um, okay. So okay. So tip number one. Okay, is buy a similar product and go through their customer experience. All right. And I know that sounds pretty basic, right? But when you buy something from a competitor or even just a similar product, okay, you're gonna see what they do well and what they don't do well all right, hopefully you're going to find someone that does really well, and then you can model what's doing really well, right? Because sometimes you might say, oh, they've got great numbers on Amazon, they're selling 1,500 units a month. But maybe you don't realize that some of those sales are coming from external because they have a really great follow-up sequence once you buy the product and you get an insert card and that insert card drives you over to a landing page that then gets you to enter your email address and then you get a coupon code and then you get to come back and buy another product on Amazon. Like who who We don't know that that might be happening. And if that is happening, well, we can know that by going through that buying cycle and that customer experience, all right? So that's the first thing. Like... Buy a similar product through Amazon uh, and and go through their customer experience. See the emails that are coming through. Are they sending follow-up emails? If they are, pay attention to those, you know, because if something is working, we want to see what's working and then model what's working. And also, we might go through that process and go, oh, I see there's something they're not doing here that I could probably do a little bit better. They're still doing well, but they're missing this one piece that I know would make, Uh, make this process even better and even stronger, all right? Now, tip number two is search on Google and look for your product being sold or a website that offers it and then buy through their website. So why would you wanna do that? Well, it's very, very simple because if you buy through their website, now we're not dependent on Amazon. We can see their buying cycle, we can see, or their their, their funnel in a sense, and we can see what happens from the time I add it to my cart to the time that I'm able to check out, and there might be a lot that happens in between there. It could be like you buy the one product and then it says, uh, you know, you may also want this. Right? So it's kind of like buying on Amazon where it says, once you purchase that, you put it in your cart and it says, you know, other buyers who bought this also bought this and they automatically add it kind of down below that you, all you have to do is click one button and it adds it all to your cart. Like, that could be um, that process, but we're talking about externally now. We're talking about you found this brand that you might have already found on Amazon. Maybe they're already selling on Amazon, but they have their own web platform, and now you found them on Google uh, or Bing or Yahoo. I'm just using Google because that's, like, the big one, right? And then you find their website, and then you buy through their website, and you see are they directing people back to Amazon, or are they directing people off of Amazon and and, uh, through their own website? Uh how are they doing that? And then buy that product. You may even want to do a side-by-side comparison. Buy one through Amazon, buy one through their own website, track and look and see exactly what's going on through that that uh you know that process and and through that sales uh, process, that sales funnel. Okay, so that's number two, search on Google or a search engine, find a website that's selling that product, or go to the product that is already selling on Amazon and go to their website. Uh, if they're doing well on Amazon, they probably have a website, and if they have a website, they probably have a way for you to buy products, and a lot of times, they're going to sell product that's not just selling on Amazon. Okay. So again, we're just going through and seeing what someone is already doing well, or maybe even just selling. And then we can see how we can improve that or how they are doing it. So maybe we can do, uh, do that as well. Something similar. Okay. We can just learn from that process. And you know, you really take screenshots of the different pages that you land on, like take screenshots of the entire process. Like, and then you can almost like diagram it out. Like, okay. Step one is I, I I bought it on Amazon. Step two was um, I got an email saying that they they thanked me for the order and it, it should be coming soon. And then when it gets uh, shipped, I get another email. And then when it gets delivered, I get uh, one saying, "Hey, uh, thank you so much for buying your item. I show was delivered, and we just want to make sure that you received everything, okay?" And then just write down or you know track all of those different points inside of that sales funnel, okay? So. And I can go on and on and on about that because you just need to track every little piece, okay? Now, tip number three is go through a Facebook ad for your product and see the process. Now, you might be saying, well, Scott, what if I don't see an ad? Well, if you start liking pages, fan pages, uh, or groups inside of your market you're going to start seeing ads be displayed to you. Okay. The other thing that might happen is you may also notice that if you go to Amazon and you look at a certain product, you're going to probably see a retargeting pixel that has been dropped somewhere that Amazon has done, and it's going to start showing you your product again. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to want to buy through that because that's going to take you back to Amazon. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, if you start to show interest in a product, even on a website, Google has retargeting as well, and Google will start showing ads up around you, as as, uh, as will Facebook, right? So try to find a way to go through a Facebook ad that is for a similar product to yours and see the process, see their sales funnel, okay? And like I said, go through and find fan pages in your market that you can really just kind of get intelligence about and see what people are talking about in your market. That's good to do anyway because now you can kind of see exactly what you could and should be offering that you might not already be doing, all right? So again, that's tip number three. Go through that Facebook ad. Now, that Facebook ad, you guys have heard me talk about this. The Facebook ad, like, to me, could be a simple funnel. It could be like, you know, here's the ad and it says, you know, like, receive, 50% 50% off of this garlic press today and today only, and you're advertising that to people that are in the cooking space, well, now they go over, they land on, on a page that says enter your name and email address to get the, the uh, one-time use code, they do that, they get an email with the one-time use code, and then from there, you go over to Amazon, you buy, and then from there, you start to get follow-up emails through like something like Salesbacker or Feedback Genius, whatever you're using, and you'll see the process, Right on how that's all working from that one Facebook ad, or you might see this. You might see a Facebook ad that leads to a blog post, and that blog post isn't that that isn't about a discounted product either. That maybe that was like ten recipes, um, you know, for your favorite garlic recipes, or something like that, or ten recipes with uh, with you know whatever like garlic, uh, garlicky flavor, or something like that. Right, and then you click on that ad, it brings you over to a blog post. That blog post has those 10 recipes, right? And then it might have a, a spot there where you can enter your email address to get 10 more recipes. And then what you don't know is probably on the back end of that, Facebook has dropped the pixel on that page, on that blog, and now you can retarget to those people. Right. So now I can start seeing other ads that are going to be starting to to be displayed. And I'm going to be aware of this because I just told you that if you land on a page and you start seeing ads for that same website on Facebook, you've been retargeted. And that's just the way it is. And it sounds kind of creepy, but it's it's a way for Facebook and, and advertisers to give you what you want and what you've kind of already showed interest in. So it's in a way it's trying to give you more of what you want. So if you think about it that way, it's it's a little less creepy, right? But it's there. It's a tool for us, you know, and then we've already gotten their email address maybe because they wanted the 10 extra recipes and now we can follow up with them in another day. And so with all of that stuff, let's see what those people that are advertising that are spending money on Facebook or spending money on Google, what are they doing through the sales funnel, the sales process Because they're not doing that without doing a lot of testing to see what's going to work on the other end. They're trying to acquire a customer. And if they can acquire a customer, right, then they're going to just ramp up their their ad spend, right? If they can put in a dollar and get $2 out, they're going to do that all day long. And I think you would too. I know I would, right? So again, document the process going through and learn from each step through that process and even take it a step further. Pay attention to what's, what's coming up later when you receive the product. What, what are you receiving inside of that package, right? So again, let's kind of go back to like the things that we could be looking at, okay? So if we buy it through um, Amazon or even our own website, like what happens when we purchase immediately? Like what happens? OK, like do we do we get taken to another uh, a thank you page um, on our own website that says, hey, thanks. You might also be interested in this. Um, what happens with Amazon? What other products do they do they show that we could possibly be interested in? So pay attention to all of these different factors. Right. So what happens when you purchase? That's number one. OK, the next thing, what happens after you receive the item? Right. You get it in the mail. If you buy it on Amazon, you might have some insert material that's inside of that package, all right? And you can kind of look through that, all right? Uh, Then the next thing is, what happens when you visit their website? Do you get on their website and do you see maybe a pop-up window that comes in and says, hey, uh, download the 10 free recipes that over 10,000 people have already requested and started to use in their cooking or something like that, right? Boom, you enter your name and email address, right? So let's let's look and see what happens when they go to the website. Or maybe we go to the website and it just shows us more useful information. Or maybe it shows us an ad for their other product, right? It's just everything is going to be different and unique, and that's why we want to pay attention to these different things, okay? Um, Then again, what happens when you don't buy? That's another big one, right? Was a retargeting pixel set there? So let's say, for example, you were uh, taken from an ad over to a place to buy that thing, Okay, and let's say that thing was the garlic press. and Let's say you were going to get 50 percent off. Well, let's say that you didn't buy. There's a way and I can't really get into all the details, but there's a way that then you can you can retarget those people that didn't convert to a buyer and you can present them back with more content that might get them back to your blog. Right. So, what happens when you don't buy? Do you get more retargeting ads? Uh, do you get a follow-up email if you've entered your email address that talks more about content, talks more about helpful, you know, useful things that you can do, uh, you know, with their product? You know, what what are they what are they offering you? Are they offering you a page uh, or a um, you know a bunch of videos that that uh, that shows how people are using the product? Like, what what happens? Right. And it's all unique per product. Right. And again, for good marketers, you know, they're going to be testing this stuff on a regular basis. So why not model what they're already testing? Right. Um, The other thing is, what emails do they send and how frequent? Right. Do they send one a day? Do they send one every five days? Do they send it after the product was was purchased but not shipped? Or do they get a, do, or do, do they get one just when it's been delivered? Do they get three? Do they get four? What do they say? What's the messaging? Are they funny emails? Are they uh, are they personal emails? Like, what are they? Right. So pay attention to that stuff. And just, again, the messaging is really, really important in those emails. So, and there's a bunch more stuff that you can pay attention to, right? You just have to be aware. But the bottom line is you need to document the entire process, right? Document the entire process. Now, you're going to spend some money on buying these products, right? But to me, it's product research in a sense, and it's marketing research uh, to be able to build out something that could potentially work for you and your business. Okay. This is again this is exactly currently what I'm doing. And um and I'm excited about doing it. It's fun. Um, and again, I just have to put that out there. I'm not doing this unethically. I'm out there doing this genuinely to find out what Competing products, not not directly, maybe maybe they're similar, maybe mine's better, uh, maybe mine has uh, different things or maybe different colors or whatever. But it's a way for us to see exactly the buying process. All right. Uh, now, here's the other thing: if they are advertising on Facebook or anywhere else, okay, I need to put this this out there. They probably have some type of sales funnel in place, and if they don't, well, you're going to see that real soon too, and you're not going to want to model that, right? Because if they're advertising on any platform, Facebook, Google, Bing, wherever, they probably have some type of way either to get the sale at a discount or to pixel you or to get your email address to then be able to follow up in the future. Because even if you didn't make that sale on day one, they're looking to make it you know, in the future. Okay, So just really important to understand that. okay? If they're advertising, they're probably making money and they're probably spending money. All right? Now here's a couple of additional tips. Pay attention to magazine ads, okay? Magazine ads and direct mail. those are those are medias that people aren't really, you know, media channels that people aren't really paying attention to because they feel like they're not online, but there's some really good marketing in that stuff. If you go to a magazine ad and it's driving you to a website, there's probably going to be like a free plus shipping offer, or there's going to be, uh, you know, enter your name and email address to receive this 25% off discount, or maybe it's, uh, you go over there and once you get to the website, uh, after you've been there for 30 seconds, a pop-up comes in and it says, you know, Hey, download our, our, uh, you know, 25, you know easy tips for this that or the other thing right so pay attention to that stuff go through magazine ads where they have a call to action about visiting a website go to that website Um, direct mail pieces the same exact thing Uh, go to the website that they're directing directing you to um, and just pay attention and then track and, and really model what's what's working for them Right. And again, you can if I'm selling a garlic press, it doesn't mean I have to go and find a garlic press and buy the garlic press. I could bu- buy something else in the kitchen space and then just look at their checkout process and kind of look at their follow up sequences and, and all of that stuff. So it doesn't have to be the exact product. Right. I mean, I just bought the other day. A, uh, and I did, a, I did a whole session on this on Periscope. And uh, it was basically, I, it was myself buying a product. I, I didn't go through, I didn't even plan on doing it when I bought this product. I just noticed that the, the material that I received in the packaging was really, really awesome. Uh, I mean, really awesome. And uh, I was able to then, you know, kind of like go through all of their marketing material. And, and from there, then see where that page led me to. Um, so definitely check that out if you haven't done so already. That was episode 236, um, so not that long ago, so that was TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 236, or just check out the show notes to this episode, which is uh, episode 239, and you'll find that there as well, Uh, but if you look at their packaging, Okay, and that was kind of like tip four. Is uh, which I kind of jumped ahead there. Um, You know, tip four is really looking at their packaging and their inserts. Okay, like look at that stuff. And again, like I said, definitely check out that episode two thirty six. You actually see me on Periscope. Uh, I I actually posted it on YouTube so that way you can rewatch it again because Periscope takes it down in a certain amount of time. But you know, as you're seeing me unbox this, you're seeing like. All of this different insert material that is—it's so small, but it's so valuable. And then the bundling of the package. um, So I was able to tear that stuff apart, and then I could take it one step further, and then I can take and and uh, and go through and uh, and enter my email address for the 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 link that they're giving out there, and then I can go through that process. So you see, I can just keep working myself down it. Now, again, I didn't buy that in order to unbox it and kind of you know go through their marketing, but when I got it, because that's what I'm I'm in into, and that's kind of what I'm uh, I'm just interested in, I'm kind of geeking out here, is I love looking at all of the different material that a good company puts together that have spent thousands of dollars on figuring this stuff out, right? So why not do that? So again, uh, I did go from tip three to tip four kind of weird there uh, tip four is looking at their packaging and inserts okay whether that's you purchased on Amazon whether you purchased on their own website look at both of those and see what they're using really really valuable I mean I did that on periscope and a bunch of people were on and uh, just people loved it that we were able to do that and you can do that too you can do that with something that you bought for your your son or your daughter or your spouse uh, and then just bef- when you get it just open it up and see what it looks like see what it feels like see what the process is next do they give you another thing to do? uh, Or do they just kind of leave it as is? Uh, So just kind of, you know, go through that process. Um, So let's move into tip five. Tip five is when you have the chance to enter your email address um, on one of their web properties, do it and go through their process, go through their sales funnel, see what happens next, right? Like I said, we want to we wanna purchase, but even if we don't purchase, we want to enter our email address and see where that leads us. How are they following up with us, right? How are they getting us uh, to have a better experience? Uh, whether that's if we purchase something, we're probably going to get emails t- uh, to make sure that we're happy, and at least you should be, um, and if not, that's a good sign for you because then you can do a better job, uh, but the other thing is, is after we've... After, or even if we haven't purchased something, but we're able to go over there and get more resources or get more information and we enter our email address, what happens during that process? How do they try to get us over um, back over to their property? How do they get us to want to maybe make that purchase and, and uh, you know, kind of like take that, that next step? Right. So again, let me just kind of go through them uh, real quick. So tip number one is buying a similar product and going through their customer experience. Okay. Uh, Tip number two, search on Google or Bing or Yahoo or any search engine and find a product that's similar to yours and buy the product through their own website. Or you can even just take the product that's selling on Amazon, find their website, and then from there, buy it through their website and see if the experience is the same. Tip number three, go through a Facebook ad and see the process or a Google ad. It doesn't really matter, but Facebook ads are kind of, out there right now, I'm pretty hot, um, and something that I'm going to be playing around with myself. So it's something that I'm going to be interested in. Um, so go through a Facebook ad and see the process. If you aren't being able to see, you know, kind of like relevant products that you're you're kind of selling or you're interested in, then go like some pages, some fan pages, and uh, and start to let Facebook know that you're interested in that stuff, and you'll start getting ads. Trust me. Um, tip number four: Look at their packaging and inserts. Okay, so once you buy the product, look at their packaging and inserts. What can you take away from that? You know, like I said, I broke it down in episode 236, uh, and I also did a Periscope. You definitely want to check that out because you can learn so much from such a little thing here as far as like buying something and then just dissecting it. Um, And then tip number five is enter your email address where you can, where they ask for it, and then go through their process and see how they are trying to get you back over um, as uh, maybe a reader of the blog or the website or maybe how to get a deal like Follow through on that process and see what happens. But the bottom line is here is document the entire process document it. I'm talking like, even if you want to do a screen share, um, you know, if you want to do a, a video, uh, you know, if you use, uh, there's a, a bunch of different ones out there that you can use, but if you even QuickTime has their own now, uh, where basically you're just videoing your, your screen as you're doing it. So it's recording your screen as you're, you're clicking and as you're, you know, going through the whole cycle. So you might want to record that entire thing, or maybe just take screenshots of every single step through that process. And then just document it and you can always go back to it. You, then you can diagram it out and then you can model that and use what you can inside of your own business, all right? But I want to leave you with that you want to be aware of good marketing all at all times, okay? I mean, just be aware. And I think after you listen to this, I mean, my biggest thing for you is to be aware of good marketing and and bad marketing for that matter, right? A um, little, uh, little story here. I was at the gas pump And uh, I was, you know, just kind of doing the thing, you know, how you're at the gas pump and you always see like, you know, know, you'll see ads for different sodas or maybe get get their big jumbo, uh, you know, hot dog and, uh, you know, a a soda for two bucks or whatever. Like that's standard advertising, right? But I'm talking about like, how do we get someone to actually come over and become like a VIP or something, right? So they had something on there that was like, join our VIP club and receive 10 cents off a gallon. Now, obviously you have to... Use their credit card, um, so that's an example on, on how you would, how they would do that, but they're using a credit card in order to get you to, or they're using an offer of 10 cents off to get you to sign up for a credit card, which they know if you use that credit card, you're going to come back and buy their gas, and they're going to you're going to save 10 cents a gallon, but they're also going to make money on the credit card transaction with that company that's doing it, whoever's the bank, right? So there's a bunch of different things that they can do there. Now, again, this is a little bit out of the scope of what we're talking about, but it still makes sense, right? They're trying to find a way for you to become a customer of their gas. There's a lot of competing gas stations out there. If you get a credit card, you're most likely going to go to their station. How do they get you to sign up for a credit card? You receive 10 cents off per gallon, right? So that was the draw. Now, once you become a member of that a VIP, you're also going to get VIP deals. Instead of that hot dog and soda costing you two bucks, it's going to cost you $1.50, Okay, or $1. seventy-five, whatever, right? Or maybe it's going to give you special deals on Fridays, right? So there's going to be different things that, uh, that they're going to offer you now that they have you as a customer, right? And that's what we can model as well. Uh, another example was I was at the car wash, and when I first got here to South Carolina, I needed to find a place to wash the car. I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm a stickler with the car. I like to have a clean car, and uh, so uh, you know, my, I told my wife, I go, we got to find a car wash. Where, where's the car wash around here? So there's a car wash place here, and uh, it was pretty, pretty nice, pretty nice place actually. Uh, and they actually create a really nice experience where you know vacuuming is free. So that's a draw, right? You can go there and if you want to vacuum out your own car, it's free. They're always running. You don't have to put quarters in. It's a cool experience all the way around. Um, they even when you go through the drive, uh, you know, the, the car wash. You have like, you know, as they're putting on the soap, the the lights change to green, so it looks like it's green soap. And then you get to another station, and it's purple soap. It's really just soap, uh, but it makes it feel cool, right? So anyway, that's that was that whole thing. So they're obviously trying to make that experience cool, which it was. But more importantly, it's like. I think the the washes range from like $10, $12, and then $15 for their ultimate wash, right? But now their $15 wash is something that, you know, I was like, I'm interested in that, but I don't want to pay $15 every single time I go through this car wash. I mean, I might want to go through here, you know, a few times a month. Now it's going to add up. And uh, so then they had on their, you know, unlimited car washes for $29.99 a month. And that includes the top level car wash. So the $15 car wash. So if I just get the car wash twice... I'm going to be saving money, basically, a penny, you know? So, I mean, that's just if I do that. But I know I'm going to wash it probably three or four times. And honestly, now I'll wash it twice a week if I want to, right? Because I can, okay? But here's the deal. They have me as a customer, a recurring customer, okay? That's number one. Number two, they also have upsells in place. When I come back, there's usually a guy out there and he sees my little my little skew on my car. He, he scans it and he says, would you like to up, upgrade to the deluxe tire shine today? Because I get tire shine, I just don't get the deluxe, right? So the the deluxe tire shine is two bucks. I did it once already. I'll probably do it once a month because the other one does okay, but the deluxe is really nice. Tires look shiny, right? So for two bucks, I can have the the rims and the tires done. The other way it does it, but it's not like the deluxe, right? It's a deluxe tire shine, two bucks, right? So all he has to do is just hit a button and it adds it to my account. So now next month, I'm gonna build an extra two bucks, right? It's on my credit card, right? The other thing they offer you would you like hot ultra wax shine? Well, I don't want it now, but I might get it maybe once a month or once every couple of months. I don't know. It's 2 bucks, not a big deal while I'm there. Just go ahead and throw it on the card. Then the other thing that they have is a car mat steamer. So you can take your car mats, drop them in this thing and for 3 bucks, it'll it'll clean your your uh, car mats, right? So even though they they have all these options, right? You can come in and just get a standard wash for for 10 bucks or 12 and then you can get the deluxe for 15 or you can become a recurring member at 29.99 and While you're a recurring member, you can still spend more money by getting these other things, right? And then while you're there, hey, buy a gift certificate for your spouse or for your father on Father's Day, right? And now you can buy, you know, these discounted uh, car wash uh, gift certificates to give away. So again, as you being a customer, they're giving you all of these different things to continue to spend money with them. So again, I look at all of this stuff on a daily basis, guys. I'm kind of a geek like that when I'm just like, I'm really just like paying attention to that stuff. I'll take pictures of like that gas sign and uh, just as like a reference for me to kind of, you know, see what they're doing. Um, I actually seen that on one of the gas pumps too, that they had like a comparison, like their gas and then competitor's gas. And uh, you can see like one kind of leaves sludge on your pistons. The other one is nice and clean. Again, something I can take to my product listing on Amazon. So all of this stuff I'm paying attention and I'm being aware. All right. I'm being aware. And the last one I'll share with you. And this was another one I just recently um, became aware of. And a VIP club member is uh, an ice cream spot, right? There's an ice cream uh, spot here and uh, they're, they've got it going on. They give you a card. And after you, uh, after you come five times, they punch the card each time. And after the fifth one, you get a free ice cream cone. Right? And the only way you can get that is if you uh, join their VIP. So in order to get that club and have it activated or whatever, they have a little code on the back, is uh, you have to, you know, give them your email address. And then with that email, guess what? You're gonna get special offers, you're gonna get dollar off on Wednesday, you're gonna get free toppings on Friday, right? So now they have my email address. Now they know that I'm a customer, they're gonna, they're gonna over-deliver for me and make sure that they can get me back. Right. So again, I went from a gas station to a car wash to an ice cream place right, and they all work, right, they all work, but I'm paying attention to my surroundings in marketing, okay, so um, yeah, I guess that's pretty much what I wanted to share with you guys, a ton of stuff, I didn't even think that this episode would be that long, but when I get talking about this stuff, you guys can see I get pretty fired up because it's all out there. It's all out there, and it's 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 never been as easy as it is really to go out there and see good marketing and see what's working and maybe what's not working. So uh, so yeah. So hopefully you enjoyed this. You're probably going to want to definitely check out the transcripts to this and the show notes because we did cover a lot. You can get them by heading over to theamazingseller.com forward slash two. 39. Again, that's TheAmazingSeller.com forward slash 239. And one last quick little reminder is if you are brand new to the show, uh, I wanted to invite you to one of our live free private label workshops. So if you're brand new or maybe you've attended one in the past and you wanted to come back and ask some questions or get a little bit more detail, uh, we do cover the five phases for launching your first product on Amazon. You can register for an upcoming workshop by heading over to TheAmazingSeller.com amazingseller.com. Forward slash workshop. Once again, that's the amazing seller.com forward slash workshop. And we break it all down, we answer live QA. They are live, they're a lot of fun, and uh definitely would love to see you there. All right. So uh so yeah, definitely come check that out. All right, guys. So that is going to wrap up this episode. I did want to remind you one more time that I am here for you and I believe in you and I'm rooting for you.